to assemble a task force of the most dangerous people on the planet who we think can do some good. They're bad guys. Exactly. And if anything goes wrong, we blame them. We have built-in deniability. What makes you think you can control them? Welcome to the I Need a Minute podcast, part of Tanthea Seniors Network. Um, I think we have... We had a goal when I came back that we were going to do two podcasts a week. We fucked that up. <laughs> Yo, how? What was the timeline for how long that lasted? Because I feel like we was hitting a really solid no, stride. I'm, I'll like, be honest with you. We was in a we was in a good groove, and then I got really busy at work. And when I get busy at work, no, this is exactly what happened. And then it stopped because the stride was we was gonna do one topical podcast and then one on the movie pitches. And we had a couple yeah. weeks going. We had a couple weeks going, and then work get busy. And then old boards come and then that just done the scene. Also Which, didn't I think we was still like in and out of lockdowns and that kind of fucked yes, some stuff up too. Yeah, right? that's what it was. Yeah. Then a lockdown coming in, we was just always on then it had to be Zoom. And Zoom is a more difficult like it's hard to get like motivated to do it on Zoom because sometimes it don't be the same kind of vibe and we just kinda like chasing that. But now you know what? Now we get more comfortable with the Zoom, and I think like we better at it. But you know, some niggas just be busy. I ain't talking about Andrew. Talk I about I just about to say, uh, you say it's more difficult, but uh, is it really more difficult to get in the groove, or is it difficult to track some niggas down because they never in one place long no, enough to do me. a Zoom no, unless it's Sunday me. fucking morning? Let me let me tell you what this killed me. If we in a lockdown, right? How the fuck you so busy? How are you always busy when we in the middle of a lockdown? I don't we know, I don't get it. We, we know where you work. We know when your show is. What else are you doing? He could, you know, anyway, he, he could try and make some metaphor about some Chinese cartoon and then come in here. But Andrew will be here for the, for the listening audience for the for the next part of this podcast, because this is part one. This is just a preview of our Sorry. year end. Who Sorry, won before 2020 we get to the podcast? Wait, can you? Who won 2020 My- preview? Just because, and this year I'm going to commit to this. Just because, you know what? Now I love time. I'm going to write an article. Anyway, say what you was going to say. I just wanted to also say because I know when when I'm not here and it's you and Andrew and y'all doing y'all whole anti now thing. I have a theory. I also think that he's faking this drunk on these voice notes or when he calls in, yeah, but I out drinking. I totally forgot we were supposed to do this. Really? Unsolicited? You message? Now we behind the curtain. We pulling back the whole curtain and all Really? At the time we supposed to pod, you message us saying you was out drinking? I called bullshit on it. I think he just, uh, he just wasn't going to do it. It's not drinking. It's fake. Okay, put Andrew fake drinking on our um, list of things for who won 2020. So I just for the audience to know, if you listen to 10th year seniors, uh, I need a minute, follow us. I think we always say when this started, Rembert used to do this back in the day for Grantland and we thought it was an amazing concept. So always got to pay homage to that because it's such a good, I think, idea to at the end of the year, just we'd go through all the podcasts, all the articles we did, and try to figure out who won the year. And Ryan Drusillo, um from The Ringer Days would always, he has this running bit where he would say, um, what, this year what was the worst year of his life is when his, like, his ex broke up with him and then got engaged and then he got kicked out of his place and then someone in close to his family um, passed away. And he laughs about this, but he says that he can pinpoint the actual year that was the worst year for him. 
and I have to say for 2020 for, you know, for planet earth is up there, but it's, it's not the worst. And I, I would no. say that it's, it's not the worst year. Like, and that makes me thankful for a lot of things. Cause like, when I think about this, I'm like, fuck, like there wasn't an actual war. Like we could talk shit with this uh, dude who won, who won the year for like the past few years, AKA Donald Trump, but Trump did not get into a new war, which is amazing for an American. I don't know if he won this year. He didn't, but it's an amazing for an American president to not start a new war because that is what they do. They start new wars or extend wars longer. Amazingly, Trump didn't do that. Yeah, I mean, I think we we really have to we really have to put it into perspective because we actually had the technology to make, and I'm speaking from a place of privilege here, obviously, but we actually had the technology to make getting through the pandemic very manageable. If you think about other times in history when people had to go through stuff like this, I can't imagine how they were possibly making it. Like we still get to communicate with people. We still get times when we're going in and out of lockdowns. Like it's not it's not as stringent as, as other times in history. So us maneuvering our way through this pandemic, even in terms of the death toll, not to minimize it, but when you place it against other times in history, when mankind has had to go through this kind of thing, this is not as severe it's been. So as difficult as it's been for us, as difficult as it's been for some people, there's no way we could put it like in the pantheon of worse years ever. And I know like, it's it's chic to make the 2020 jokes about it being so horrible but dog you really got to look at perspective it could have been a lot worse it really yeah and, and when you say that when you say um mention the death that happened this year as a result of COVID-19 part of the reason that they are lower than they would typically be is because of the technology we have yeah because there can be um governments can announce to all their citizens like yo all y'all say all asses inside and that's it and then that can cause the death rate to go down. That can cause transmission rates to go down. They can quickly stop air travel. People, for the most part, would take it uh, could take it seriously because we all know at the end of the year, when we do this bracket, who won the year is going to be COVID nineteen. But it's about yeah. the journey. It's just, it's like the NBA playoffs. The yes. NBA playoffs, you know, you know that the Lakers are going to win the championship, but the journey yeah. is great. We still were worried about the Denver Nuggets and Jamal Murray. What if he go off for of 50 points in four games? Who the fuck knows? So that's why the journey matters. So we're going to construct a bracket. COVID-19 is obviously going to lose. But who is COVID-19 going to face in the finals? And no, you mean obviously going to win. I mean going to win. I'm sorry. Yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. going to win. And then who is COVID-19 going to face in the finals? And where does Donald Trump get knocked out? Because let's be honest, Donald Trump has dominated these last four years he gets knocked out during the election media coverage we yeah you know what we, we're gonna rig the bracket so he goes up against like biden harris ticket and the election yeah. in general because just looking back at even the podcast that we did this year we did a podcast called fast forward to november which was like let's just get this shit on the road let's vote and it, like the election was so all-consuming, it consumed the world that was not American. Like the rest of the world was watching, like let's go right now. Why else can't do it right now? Because you know, with a parliamentary system, they could call an election much earlier than it, you know, it needs to be called. But um, yeah, the Trump and the election that was anxiety-producing. I think this might have been like the most anxiety-riddled year, if it's not the worst. 
yeah i think i think that's i think that's a good way to put it although i i gotta think about 1918 because there's so much comparisons that people make between this and the 1918 flu epidemic but think about it like this right for them niggas during that time period 1918 was the end of world war one and then they roll into a global pandemic where millions of people die so what what could the what was the anxiety like then as compared to us like we just we just binge in Netflix. And, and then they, they, gotta, they gotta think though. I mean, but we are more nervous, um, antsy people in general now, right? Like we're not as tough as we're they on were. more drugs. We're yeah, on a yeah. lot more drugs. And it, I, you just gotta think in terms of years. I mean, maybe we should one like do this year by year, decade by decade. But you gotta think 1918, 1919, really gotta be thinking, man, like all of our thunder got stolen by World War II because there yeah, are not yeah. as many. There are countless World War II movies, shows, iconography, and sci-fi. Like, it is done to death. But we know why, though. Because all of those things that you mentioned, you know what sells all of that? The villain. The villain, Who's yeah. the villain of World War One? Like, true. it's this... Mind you, it's the same niggas. They just don't hey, have the same you know style power. Self-branding. Yes. Yes. Self, self-branding because is also on the list. It was still Germany. It was still an Axis, but they didn't have Hitler and Mussolini. So they didn't have like, I, I'm not going to compare that to like star athletes that I like, but they Please didn't have. don't. It's fucking Fine. Don't. Fine. They didn't, they didn't have Carl Rove and Dick Cheney leading the charge. You know, so it was okay. different. I don't mean to laugh, right? But I was listening to a podcast where they, com- they compared um, Donald Trump and his like, going up against the news media to Kevin Durant and his reaction to NBA media. And I was oh, like, Jesus no, dog, Christ. you can't do that. You like, let's not do that. So please don't, don't do any comparisons, but I, I, I kind of get what you're saying, but we are all, I think um, for the most part, I could say this is a generality, not of course being specific or speaking to all people, people seem to be more self-involved now. And yeah. that self-involvement kind of trickles into everything. And even if you don't, um, you try to fight against it, it would, over the course of like a general conversation, I could, you see it trickle out in everyone in the way that we reacted to this pandemic and COVID-19 is like really self-involved shit. So when I say like anxiety, maybe it wasn't labeled as such in 1918 or 1919 uh, or during World War II, but you know, we can label things now. Like you could hear, uh, we could always label things, but you could hear a fourth or a fifth grader say that, man, I have anxiety or I have mental health issues. Be like, what the fuck? Yeah. The, the that, fuck that definitely was not something that you could talk about back right. then. Like that was right. the whole, that was the whole era of grit and bear. Like it was right. that, not that it didn't it exist, but the labeling of it and the yeah. like uh, personification of it being how it could be tracked and involved in, in social media online. So I, I, let's just go through a bunch of things. I don't mean to do that awkward segue in World War One, but a bunch of things that could. Um, I did not who, think we was going to get into 1918, but I'm who, always here for it. Who are on the list? And we we are going to have a two hour podcast at some point later in December, just to let you all know. And now stop me at any time or add to anything that you want to put on this list. Right? I have verses on you. Yeah. Versus on here. Okay, so I the Beanie Man I, Bounty Killer one, of yeah. course, is the best one so far. Gucci and uh, Gucci and what, what's Snowflake name? Uh, I'm sorry, Cheesy. 
we don't cheesy yeah we don't say that over here um shouts to gibbs um him uh and and then the the rumored one that um swiss beats put on uh or kind of spoke with the joe budden podcast was about um cameron and mace which would be fuck it that is our age range that's our shit if that was to ever happen if Cameron and Mace did a versus. Gucci and Jeezy was too, though. I felt yeah, like Gucci that, and Jeezy that was, was doing I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Yes, but that's that's more you. That's more you. You all, you, we would always say yeah. us growing okay. up about like the kind of hip-hop we would listen to. And then, yeah, no, like, that's the true. Mace, we, were com- we were different Mace in that. I was, the New I, York niggas was you. Yes. Yeah. The New York niggas was you. Like, 100%. Yeah. But the South was all me. Like, that's why I moved that's, to the that's East just Coast. the way it was. That's, those are my people. Go ahead. <laughs> Are you? I thought I thought that was on the. Oh yeah, that that, that is East. I was thinking the other ones are West. Yeah, yeah, Home yeah. base is West. But yeah, where you yeah, going yeah. is East. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, absolutely. Like I I was aware of versus obviously because that was something that was big in 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 black black culture, well black Twitter culture, and because of that, it extended everywhere. But I was not engaged in any of it until Bounty versus yeah. Beanie. Like that's the one that really brought us in. Like we about to be a part of this shit. And I, I'm not gonna lie, until Gucci and Jeezy, I still held up the Bounty and Beanie one as all right. This is what Versus is. This yeah. is great because I think even even Black Americans like, I think Caribbean culture showed them, hey, you can make this more fun. Like this yeah. is what it should be like. Like even yeah. people that wasn't into dancehall or didn't know dance. All that brought all of them you in. Remember, like you the remember drama. those songs, you remember some of those rhythms, even yeah. if he wasn't into dance hall. And then that allowed the Americans a way in because then they can remember the one Caribbean party they went to and said, Yo, this shit is good. And I like the energy of the two artists performing. So moving on from verses, we of yeah, course have up until them that didn't exist. Yeah. So so moving on from verses, which we will talk about later in the other podcast, the Lakers. I put the Lakers broadly. We could specifically yeah. say LeBron, but I think it's a return to glory for the why, Lakers. Why are we waiting? Why, why are we doing that? Should... Do no, why, why are we doing, we doing that? Just say, just say LeBron. Just say LeBron. Like I understand, I understand okay. what you're going for, but it really is LeBron. Can we say LeBron slash Lakers then? Let's be real. We Lakers dudes. We LeBron dudes. Like. Say it is yeah, what it is. Anthony this Davis is a LeBron there thing. Too. Anthony Davis is on the team too, and he's like, there I'm, because I'm of like, LeBron. Did we even put the Raptors on in this year? I don't even know if I did it last year. If we did a who won, no. But I, I just know that. I think, I think we looked at that more as the the end of the Golden, the Golden State, State dynasty Warriors, rather than the, the rather let's than be honest, the Lakers, Raptors Lakers winning it. Okay, so we will we will say LeBron. Yeah. Fuck it, LeBron. LeBron and the Lakers. LeBron slash Lakers. Thank you. And, and Thank you. For us, it is great now because I think, and I'm just going to say this quickly, it's close to five now. Like the Lakers retooled properly. You usually don't see a LeBron James team retool like this. After they beat the Warriors, the Cavs didn't retool properly. When the Heat won those championships, Pat Riley would do some tinkering. But after the second one, he did not do enough. Because I think that Pat Riley, and this happens to Tywin Lannister from time to time, in Game of Thrones, it got him killed. But Pat Riley kind of just sat there and said that we could run this back somewhat, not realizing that if Ray Allen misses the shot, you lose the NBA Finals. Like, you should have done a lot more to get the Heat prepared. And then it cost you LeBron. But I think, like, for me, the Lakers retooled and five is in sight. And if five is in sight, you know what the fuck that means? Six right there. So and if, six? Le- 
if LeBron James gets to six, that ball nigga better huh. never say again <laughs> in his life. I, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I mean, I don't want to hear nothing after he just gave Gordon Hayward uh, four years, 120 million. Like, I don't want to hear nothing now. Like, I don't care if LeBron doesn't win again. Like, yeah. that is the stupidest thing I've ever seen you do in terms of anything basketball related. I like, I don't, I no longer care what your six three pointers against Portland. But anyway, the the thing about the thing about this is, it came during the year of the Last Dance, which is another thing we forget. But that uh, came yeah. during the binge watching yeah, pandemic, yeah, right? Yeah. That reignited all of the debate talk. And then, because we know LeBron cares deeply about that and cares deeply about legacy. As much as much as I do believe he's found uh, peace and a place of solace in where he is and he's more confident and he's found his voice, I still think he cares. And so the fact that there was uncertainty whether the NBA season would continue and he'd even have an opportunity to get four, and then it did. And then he actually got it. Like, like we said this during the time period when it was going on, no one's going to care about any asterisks. No one's going to apply any of that stuff to how the season went. All they're going to know is the result is number four is there. And now we know that he just re-upped for two more years. So we'll see what AD contracts look like. They're lining up to make a run at six. And if the Nets don't do it, six run is very for six. Real. You know what? Almost we should, I think maybe instead of Lakers or LeBron, we should just change that to run, run for six? six. Run for six. So, I, I like run at six. Yeah, run yeah, at yeah. six. Uh, so the next one I think I have on here was, uh, now I didn't know if we should have an entire election bracket or just put like the Biden-Harris thing as their own um, entry in. Because let's, let's be real, man. Going into the election, um, Joe Biden was a Democratic nominee because Black people said it takes an old white man to beat an old white man because America ain't going yeah. for it. If we put another woman or we put a minority, that's four more years of Trump. And they said, Joe Biden, you're the nominee. We're not taking any risk. And Joe Biden decided to um, bring Kamala Harris in because Black people got one South Carolina for Joe Biden that allowed him to go straight to the nomination to pick Kamala Harris and to ultimately get the most votes in American history powerful moment for him yeah, when it, people were saying he was senile earlier in the year which i mean which we, we know is not we know is not true but it's you know what the other side was like that's that's all i'm gonna say uh, on that kind of thing we, we know what is not true it absolutely was going oh, this, to take that he's senile he's, yeah uh, okay, he's not okay. senile Okay, no, 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 no. Yes, just, not true. He's just an old guy. Trump is also just an old guy. I mean, that, that, like they were lobbing all of these, all of these, um, it, it, just my <clears throat> bad. They were talking about him and and his mental capacity. Like Trump is not an elderly person himself. Like if we're gonna be completely real about that, but yeah, it was gonna take someone from the same demographic to do it. But at the same time, it was, it was also gonna take somebody. F- from a different demographic like Kamala to show that the Democrats are still the party of trying to reach out and, and grab votes from, from every sector. Cause like you can't go from Obama and then go to trying to have the first woman president at Hillary. And then you just go back to two white men. Like that wasn't going to work. You still had to show that, you are not like your counterparts. It's not going to just be white guys running this. You I, still I have to show that. I always feel that 
um, like American politics is kind of supposed to lie to us or and it's just lies. It does. like like <laughs> if does. you could elect a, a a black person and say in Barack Obama and say that he's um, a progressive, but Barack Obama is going to govern like the most centrist uh, mm-hmm. Bill Clinton like Democrat like that there could ever be. And that's what I mean when I say like lie to us, but then have the symbols of progressive progressivism. Um, he was so, a symbol. So then you have like Joe Biden and Kamala. Kamala can serve as a symbol for little black girls. But then what's going to happen is that this Democratic administration is going to go completely centrist. And it's just that Donald Trump was such a wild force that no one even wanted to question anything that the Democrats were going to say and put them in. And I am of the I've always been of the opinions like, yo, dog, you got to win because this other side don't give a fuck like Mitch McConnell don't doesn't care. So you could say and rail against the Democrats all you want and say that they're not progressive enough for you. But then the alternative is those other people get to run the country and all their other policies get to be promulgated and held up and get to be executed. So it's like, I, I, that is the definition of being an adult from picking between two poor choices. Otherwise, because we know revolutions take really, really long, a really long period of time. So don't think that you can just turn this cruise ship around just in an instant it's going to take a while to get the things that you ultimately want and sometimes people aren't willing to wait and i re- i remember i don't know if we had this discussion but like when uh the chicago seven came up on netflix and a lot of the things that those progressives in that movie were saying are the same kind of things progressives say now and like with things. slight variations but then there's been like some progress made and there has to be people on that radical or that left side of it to have some kind of progress made, but you just have to be know what your role is in the system. Yeah, but you need that for balance though, because the people on the opposing side, like those extremists on the right side became mainstream over time. Like that became the brand of what, of what the party is. So if you don't have balance on the other side, I mean, how, how do you win? Like we think of it in terms of, elections here as well right like right now people are obviously very frustrated with the fnm and it seems like it should be a layup for the plp to win just like it seemed like it should be a layup for the democrats to win but you still gotta go in there and win that shit like it's not it's not a given and when you assume that it's a given stuff like 2016 happens who is the plp's biden Well, for us, the equivalent of old white guy is rich black guy. And they currently have a rich black guy in charge. So I guess they just be in brave. Good luck, guys. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. So next thing I have on the list um, that we are going to quickly touch is just binge watching. And you said something earlier when we were doing like the prep for this podcast. Hey, remember Tiger King? Remember Tiger King? What, like, uh, I want your I want your Mount Rushmore of the top binge watchable moments that was just across monoculture, like the ones that everybody got in on. I don't. Tiger well, King is Tiger definitely King one. Is one, but I feel like I now nah, I just don't know. Like I just don't know. Like the things that I was watching, like The Crown, maybe was uh, one of those moments, and that's later on in before, the pandemic. Uh-huh. I'm going to say Last Dance was two. 
last dance okay yeah i remember having discussions on last you know what it'd be it'd be like whatever we uh casually discuss in a group well you know we don't discuss shows like that but like um yeah yeah tiger king last dance uh for me it was the crown that was on there um i don't even remember a lot of what i was watching i just Some, refused I was to watching... watch it because i hate the english monarchy so much you would, nah you would fucking love it i'm just saying i know you you'd love it You'd love it. You'd lo- you'd love it. It's so good. They spend so much money on it. It is. I I'm saving my crown takes for the next podcast that we're gonna do. Um, but I watch a lot of weird shit. I watched devs um, during the pandemic. I watched um, I watch a lot of Chinese cartoons uh, mm. during the pandemic. You know what the fourth one? You know what the fourth one might be? I watched the boys. The fourth one. Uh huh. Yeah, the fourth one might be uh, rewatching something. Like for for me, just starting over with with The Walking Dead and going through all ten seasons. Like that was that was a thing. And I know there's like I've talked to other people that ha- like you really like shows and you just go back and you just rewatch the whole thing because I mean you either working from home or not working and you yeah. got that time. Like I know people that went through all of Breaking Bad or all of the Wire. Or just heard of the Sopranos and just watched it for the I first time. I actually did like, not do that. that. I, I probably, if there was any that I was going to rewatch, it would probably be The Wire or, or Sopranos. I have a hard time yeah. getting back into Breaking Bad because it just starts so slowly. Um, but, or even Lost. Like, I, I tried for a little bit to get back into Lost, but I, I, I can't do, do I it. can't do Lost. I couldn't do it. And I couldn't I can't do, do Lost. Game I did like two episodes of Lost. And I couldn't do Game of Thrones. I could always I do that. did I watch. I could you always know, do GOT. You know what I did watch though, randomly, like when there was election buildup, I rewatched the season of not the season, but like the last five episodes of House of Cards where they stole the election, and I was like, he could do this. <laughs> In my head, I was like, he could do this. And think about it, he got the second Trump. He, Trump got the second most, I think, like votes ever in, ever in U.S. presidential mm-hmm. history. So that's what it was like. But um, in terms of binge watching other shows, I said, like, I watched Devs. I tried to watch um, some Westworld because we actually did do, like, a little, uh, we referenced them in a, in a podcast. Uh, there was some, I think there was a, I gotta... a lot of, there was a lot of bad TV during uh the pandemic before the yeah, pandemic well that had to be just i i think just from a pure volume set well netflix has decided that it's going to be a volume shooter and they don't care if it doesn't work in two seasons they'll just scrap it Boy, like, a lot of how many <laughs> how many shows have they created that has just gone two seasons and they're like yeah all right we'll just we'll just blow in a couple tens of millions on something else but yes, they yes. have decided that they're going to be volume shooters just to change the way we consume uh entertainment but like, I think that reflexively more than ever, like you just go in and hit on Netflix before the pandemic. I would remember that sometimes I wouldn't yeah. watch anything on Netflix until Friday because Friday was my like, I never did. everyone leave me the fuck alone time. Like, let me just um, let me just do this and relax. But then I found myself doing it uh, even more to just like just reflexively going into Netflix, looking for something. And a lot of times they wouldn't have a lot of shit to watch. And I think that it's kind of an indictment and a lot of TV shows got pushed back. Like a lot of Disney plus Marvel shows. Yeah, got pushed that's back. A thing. lot of shows didn't even get to be finished. And to me, that's man, that is, I, I think for us, like people were so either bored or just trying to numb themselves to just to get through the day and to make the time tick to get to the next day. Because 
every time you go to sleep, you're one day closer to the pandemic ending. And I think that drove a lot of um, how we consume media. Do I mean, and I, but I don't even know if people think that anymore, though, because I, I feel like, well, for a while, and it probably still exists to some extent for a whole lot of people, but there's just like this blanket of depression every day and is heavier on some people than others. But I don't even know if we still think of it in terms of as being one step closer anymore but it's almost as if it's normalized and this is just what what we live with now like i don't even know how much people think of it in terms of we can see the finish line maybe now with the vaccine news right but before the vaccine news and i mean i could just speak from personal experience like in the beginning i used to wake up three four in a night and then be googling stuff about this like just th like you said thinking about being that close but then it got to the point where it was just, well, this is what life is now. We just got to find a way and live around it. Like, do, are people still thinking of this is one step closer to being done? Listen, the vaccine for me, I don't know if we put that in the election bracket or if we put that in the COVID-19 bra uh, bracket. Because I, the argument for it being in the election bracket is if all of these pharmaceutical companies had announced before the election that there is a vaccine, like C CNBC ran a story today that said, the vaccine is on a plane. It is moving. It is going to this place. We will have a vaccine. That was, that was, that was hilarious. That was going to be vaccinated by February. It's like, shit. I want to see them have a camera at the airport. Dog, imagine. Waiting on the boxes Trump, to be rolled off the cargo plane. Imagine if Trump had that talking point to go into it. Because we he's all know these, to use it. these pharmaceutical companies are like, nah, like they, they know what a lot of the results were. The week after the election, they were just, the pharmaceutical company said, okay, now we can announce it. And then it started to trickle out more and more and more and more vaccines. Um, they were saying began to work. And now we hear like the vaccine is going to go into 2021 and it's probably going to win 2021. But it is like that, you know, that young team that's like almost there, that's going to fight hard, that makes the playoffs and gives the veteran a scare. Like the Golden State Warriors when they played the San Antonio Spurs, that's what the vaccine is. Yes. And the vaccine yeah. and the that's vaccine yeah. is going to have a breakout year in 2021. I, I like you, I consumed a lot of vaccine news because I just want this shit to be done. You're going to have to take two vaccines within a 21 day period if you are not... Um, essential you're not going to get it right away holy head so i could say holy head until then don't do nothing stupid okay and we'll probably get into this when we actually dive deeper into the bracket but yes or no on taking it right away because that honestly that's the biggest topic talking point for everyone when they talk about the vaccine you got the people who say i'm not taking this shit you got the people who said i'm not taking this shit right away and the people who say Put me in line right now. I will camp out for this. I want this to be over as soon as possible, directly into my veins. No questions asked. Now, Ivan Drago, I'm taking it. I'm taking it. <laughs> I'm just, like, I, 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 I don't. I don't. I don't understand what the hesitation would be. Like people always talk about, like the quote unquote zombies and the Walking Dead shit. Or what are you putting in your body? Let me ask you something. When do you fucking ever know people who claim to say that they know Yo. when you go to a doctor and the doctor injects you with things or are you walking by faith and it is your faith in science that allows you to move the way you move to take like some random pill and say it's going to do this to you or even when even if you're um, someone who says like, oh, I'm a naturalist, so I only use natural products. 
you believing in that natural product is you believing in science, believing that whatever you're going to ingest is going to be good for you because it comes from A, B, and C source because it doesn't have X, Y, and Z because you believe scientifically that is better for your body. If the scientists are telling you this is going to work for you, you can stay inside and not travel and not go to bars all you want, but then you could take the same vaccine. Or you know what? Maybe they will refine. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you because by the time by the time it even gets to you, right? Because people saying they're gonna not take the vaccine. By I the think time it's been it refined even, by then, yeah. By the time it even gets to you, it's been refined, and you are not at the top of the list of people who are going to be no. eligible to take it. Okay, yeah. you will not get your turn to even turn down the vaccine until the spring. So no, it's not gonna work that way for you. Yeah, and like I, you hit the nail right on the head because I was just about to say I have no idea the stuff that I'm putting in my body every day. Like we place all of our trust into science every single day, whether you get your food from restaurants or whether you get it from the grocery store. As natural as you think all of this shit is, you have no idea what's going on when they're actually farming and producing this stuff. So all of this is a crapshoot. So we're taking chances every day. You talked about medicine, like we take supplements. We're taking chances with literally every single thing in our lives. All of these cell phones that we on all day, every day, and you placing them next to your air. Everything you're doing is taking a chance. So, hey, like, like, are you a, a reason? Are you a scientist? I don't have white lab coats, <laughs> right? Exactly. Are you a chemist? Do you know about the skin products that you're using on your face? Like, do you do you actually know, or you have faith in people who study the shit and said, you know what? I believe them that this thing that I'm going to put on my face is not going to melt it off. Everyone the shut. shit that we the shit that we use to clean every day like we actually don't know what's going on with soap. Like like we don't even know that. We don't know what's going on with hand sanitizer. We just know what they tell us. We don't know what any of that shit on the back now, of the labels mean. What is the percentage of people who didn't take biology as an elective in high school? And then what is the percentage of people who, like, when they got to university, did that one bio class was like, not for me, never again, and just opted out? Because why the fuck? Like, like I think, why the fuck? Yeah. I think the least amount of people picked physics, obviously, because stupid. And then bio was like right after that, like, because why would you do that to yourself? Oh, okay. Yeah. So also in the COVID-19 bracket and not in the election bracket, I'm going to say is quarantine. Quarantine or social distancing, mm-hmm. like all those buzzwords are going to be in that bracket and social distancing is gross, but quarantine, I just hate, I hate the sound of it. I hate the sound of quarantine. I it just reminds me of of B movies, B sci-fi films. Like yeah. I don't know what it is, but the 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 connotation with quarantine just takes me directly to a bad sci-fi movie that I don't want to watch. That went straight to video. Like that's what I think about every time. Like like social distancing is is a, is a great way to put it. But I, I am with you on that. I, I just also hated quarantine, and maybe more than that. And this may come as a shock. I hate the puns around. quarantine quarantine did we try to do one most people would assume that i would like them but how that is, this seems weird quarantine no but <laughs> but it's just because everything around quarantine is negative to me and i maybe that's what it is like i it, it's the one thing that causes me to stray away from dad jokes which i 
promised to never do, but quarantine did it. Like I just, yeah, I'm not would, interested in fucking with it. I would have um, awful segue. I would have put Tua on this list until you and John tried to ruin his career. And I just want, I just want to say this for all Dolphin fans: shut the fuck up. I I need y'all to stay away from Tua, just because no, we were going no. great. We were going great until you and John decided that you were going to have this little fucking podcast with Olivia. And then the next thing I know, Tua can't beat the goddamn Denver Broncos and our playoff position is now Rocky. And, you know, it is what it is, but we got to play. We got to play. We play Buffalo twice, right? For the rest of the season. Yeah. Okay. Um, Here's the thing. We've been doing that. And I am not going to backpedal into this and walk on eggshells about this. I am going to be happy that we have a quarterback. I am going to own it every single time. I am going to be a huge Tua fan. I'm going to say it with my chest. I'm not going to be scared about this. We had fucking 20 years of mediocrity being the highest point you could reach. I don't care anymore. I'm go- I was at the point where I was not going to be a fan of this team anymore. So if I could come back from that... I am going to be a loud and proud to a fan. So it is what it is. You just gonna have to deal with it. Why why we lose to the Broncos on the road? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand it either. I feel like they gotta I feel like they gotta let him go. I don't feel I feel like it's a combination of two things. I think he has to get more comfortable because People are always going to grade you based on a curve. And when Justin Herbert is a party of class, it makes it difficult because the difference is. Anthony Lynn know his job is on the line, so he's just letting Justin Herbert do whatever the hell he wants. Like, yeah, but you could throw this go route 10 times a game if you want to. It's whatever. You don't see that happening with the Dolphins. Like, even though Fitzpatrick numbers were better when he started against the shitty Jets, the offense still looked just as stagnant at times. So really, is it is it really just Tua? Or is it part of the play calling in the playbook? Let my nigga fly. Okay. Nick Saban put him in in the biggest spot of his life in the national championship game. Tua went deep for the game winner. Let him go. Yeah, but I, I can need him to Sorry, throw I into those. Sorry, I could do a lot of Tua takes. You need to throw into tighter windows. That's all I'm going to say. That's fine. You, you know, like when you say, like, shoot your you shot. You ain't going to see that if he gets it 18 like, times a game. Like Malik Beasley, sometimes some of us have to just shoot your shot blindly in hopes that the shit goes in and then... If it goes in a little too much, then you're in problems. <laughs> you just gotta Wait, shoot. Also, which I mean, me I to, don't want to go deep into the Malik please Lee thing. I just want to oh, say that I'm here? I'm gonna put Larissa Pippen on the list or Larsa. I just keep calling Larissa. I'm gonna put. You know what? I'm gonna call Larissa. Call I'm, putting, I'm putting. I'm yeah. putting Larissa Pippen on this list of who on 2020. She's gonna be in a bracket. She's she just is. She just is. I did like. She's doing this at the forty-six, and if LeBron, if we're going to Marvel LeBron numbers, and LeBron, and yeah. every time LeBron, yeah. every time LeBron posts something, it's year seventeen and the Wash yeah. King. Should she just start posting bikini and IG thought pics and, and, po- wash and hashtagging yes. the Wash Queen? Yes, like she's forty-six yes. to doing this. She should like she's she ruining a that. twenty-three, twenty-four-year-old's life, and he's okay. probably not the first one. Like, how many of them have there been? Like, she. I don't think she's ruining his life. Back. I think she ruined his life. It's a bad decision made by him, but like, I don't think she ruined his life. Like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm just like, because rich people are also on this list, and someone who is making sixty million dollars from his contract, if his wife, who look exactly like the woman who he was cheating with, if his wife is gonna take half of that, dog, that's on you. 
Like, it's like, you didn't know that Pornhub and XNXX existed and decided to have sex with the older version of your wife. So, I mean, also, it is what it is. I don't feel bad for him. I'm sorry, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't feel I don't feel bad for him at all. But I know one thing, like, you have the number one draft pick coming into a team that play the sport that you played. If you, you could, be, he, I'm just saying there's a pathway for him to just being in a two or three years are saying, hey, remember Malik Beasley? Hey, I know. I mean, he get the contract though. So I know that if I were We've a seen GM, it happen before. I, yeah, but he still get the money. NBA contracts are guaranteed, I'm saying. But I'm saying if I were a GM and I were making a team, from the time he fought that dude for the Denver Broncos, I wasn't signing him. I yeah. was not signing him. I would have been wait, like, wait, wait. oh, I see. That's the kind of vibe you want. Nope. And then he had a gun charge later after that uh, when he got and to he, Minnesota. I'm sorry. He's not good to be getting all of these strikes. But anyway, is the gal that he fought the Broncos dude over, yeah. did he His marry wife. her? Like, yes, that's he her? Yeah, that's her. Holy that's her. Shit. That's her. <laughs> Larissa is on this list. Larissa Pippen is on this list because of all the, like, the oh storylines that she allows us to have. She niggas made is such niggas, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. IG gals is also on the list, but I think that the time for IG gals, and I, I don't say this lightly, um, mm-hmm. could it be coming to an end? No, never. It'll and never like, come to this an is, end. This is why I say I don't say this lightly. I just mean, because I also have social media advertising in this. IG has gotten to the point where you scroll your feed and after two people who you know, it's random accounts that are suggested to you and then advertisement posts. And I don't understand people who have personal accounts advertising themselves because they're trying to self-brand, but I don't know. There has to be an end goal to self-branding. I was just about to say, to what end Is it to just Just... popularity? Like if you don't have a business or if you don't have anything else, like I don't know what it is. I think so because they see that as currency now. Like if you're a regular dude like us or you're a regular girl, do you just want 5,000 people to like your picture so you can go back and check it and say, I have 5,000 likes? I, I, I don't understand it because I don't get like that same kind of fulfillment from it. Like I just, that's actually one thing. Like if we talk about, if we talk about social media advertising, maybe a social media use too, because I know there's obviously there had to be an uptick during the pandemic because it was probably the only way that you communicate. But I know there's a lot of people that actually use this time to backpedal from all of that shit too. Like just completely be reclusive with it. Cause like, like I started in the beginning purposefully not doing it until it just became normalized to just care about it less. And I think that, I think that happened with a lot of people as well too. Now, like now I don't care about putting stuff on there at all anymore. Yeah. You I think don't that could have gone one or two ways. But then, right. Uh, I agree because it's like, you could not care about it, not to post, but then are you still on it? Like to just yeah. look, to look, read, to observe. And I think that a lot of the reason people aren't posting because what the fuck are you doing if you're supposed to be uh, inside? If you're supposed to be Oh, quarantined. I don't think people care about that no more. But I remember that there was, a, there was a time where people were getting ashamed. That, that time is gone, Kari. Like, that time is fucking gone. Like, niggas, I might as well let you know. Like, niggas proud now and they just captioning outside. Like, there is no more shaming about that stuff. Like, that's done, bro. That time, that time period was maybe like during the summer. As soon Early as summer. I leave, my first post outside. 
Sorry. Let me get my results back. Oh, hey, oh the, all, all sorry. And about about the IT gals thing is one thing I wanted to say before we moved on. So there was one one from Miami who posted a screenshot of her and Tyler Hero's conversation. And this was right before this was when he was just shooting and everything. We know Tyler Hero is a volume shooter on yeah. and off the court. Yeah. And she was like, You took she, a life out. She put like a laughing emoji and said, uh, I fumbled the bag. If the time for IG honeys is going to come to an end, I think it'll be more so for things like that. Because dudes are gonna realize I gotta be more discreet about this shit because everyone is just looking for this quick come up. And anytime I make any kind of overture on social media, I put myself at risk to just being out there. So why am I even gonna do that? Even the dumbest ones. Yeah, even the dumbest ones. Just find a proxy. Like, eventually, they're going to figure that out, right? Like, I'm not going to do this personally anymore. Just find a proxy. LeBron has had two proxies for years. One's an agent. One's his business partner. Hey, Rich. Great job, Great job. Nailed it. Hey, Rich. Paul. <laughs> they're Mavericks. Yeah, shut, shut the fuck up um carter okay uh let's see what else do we have on the list let's just go let's just go like a quick round table and i'm gonna say quick but a lot of these things are important to the year um remember world war three yeah. when that was gonna happen i don't know if i already said that in the podcast at the beginning of the year when we thought that oh trump is actually going to bomb iran bomb 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 bomb, bomb iran and um the Je- iranian general was killed and then that did not end up descending into World War III, and little did we know that COVID was coming. And so there was the World War III scare. There was, let's see what else we have on this list. Um, Meg Thee Stallion, I had on this list because of her year. And I, when I wrote this list initially, I thought her album sales would have been better. But she mm-hmm. has just been in a kind of a social media war with Tory Lanez over, did she get shot? Did she not get shot? crying on live um i think like and then the whole um the whole i think and i and i hesitate to say this but i i think that it's true that you can um weaponize like social media constructs like oh you must protect black women when it's a celebrity who has done it um because tory lane's like like we know that like what the fuck is wrong with that nigga like go to jail if you if you shot this woman like like i don't like why are you still why are you still bothering us that's what i feel sometimes when i see tori lane's face on any social media thing like go to jail but then at the it's same because time you make everything a wedge issue though so right every, and everyone wants to be that person that's going to to get the cool points for being counterculture or everyone wants to take an extreme side in the argument based on something else but there see i feel like it was a lot of dudes that were supporting him not because of him and not because of this argument but because they just wanted to be against women with something else and so they're just holding on to this it was like it was like with the oj thing right the oj thing wasn't about oj's case like black people were supporting oj because of the relationship with you're saying that the the lapd the gender war just morphed into that's all it is every single every single issue that pops up on social media the gender war influences how people think how they react and how they discuss it look at what just happened recently with (laughs) 
with the brunch gal twerking. Yeah. That became a gender war thing. Anytime there's a, I don't know, let's say a rapper buys something expensive for his girlfriend. That's a gender war argument. Yeah. A woman does something like, like the one with the woman with the, with the Rolex and the property for the dude, that becomes a gender war. And then argument. the Birkin bag thing became a gender war thing. Oh, it's that, all. it's that none of these things can exist on their own with their own special nuances. And then separate and apart, um, be a part of a gender war discussion like none of they it all has to take place in like one bowl of soup or whatever that's an awful fucking metaphor but yeah but <laughs> but like magda stallion could use one bowl of soup. I, don't, I don't know i don't know i don't know like magda stallion could use her being shot as the beginning and the opening to her album to help her reach album sales mm-hmm. and then at the same time be the victim of a crime both of those things can yeah. be true. 50 then, That's what I'm saying. Both of those things can be true, but even uh, d- in discussing it, that puts you on the side of a gender war. And that is, that's gonna be part of the cancellation. We should have a whole cancellation bracket, I think. I, so like, let me tell yeah. you just how, how I would say that we should break this up into the four tiers. There's mm-hmm. a COVID bracket, an election bracket, a social media bracket, and a cancellation bracket. And then we should have everything fall into that. Um, except okay. there's one thing that I feel that um, is a little, I don't know if they should be, no, we're not going to talk about them here. And like some of the deaths that happened this year, you know, like the Kobe Bryant was a very impactful death. Mm-hmm. Um, like for us, when that happened um, before the whole pandemic thing happened, because we're a sports and pop culture website. And that was like an intersection of those two things. And I remember I was going through it at work and that happened and that like erased all of that. And I was just like, you know, what's the wild? fuck, man? It's a, like a run, a random Sunday. And to have we were that saying, mm-hmm. we were saying, wow, 2020 from then, yeah. not knowing what was going to happen. What's really trippy is if you look at, they have the LA Times the day after Kobe's death. And of course that was big on the front page. And if you pan over, right, there's a small column right to the left that says first coronavirus case in the U.S. Like it was right there and like a very small story taking a backseat to Kobe's death. And little did we know, boy. Little do we fucking know. Little did we, did we know what so was coming. If we put Kobe in here, it'll probably be like a celebration of Kobe's life, what he meant to the culture, yeah. what he meant to sports. Um, also, it's Chadwick, like at award shows where they do that separately. Yeah, and then Chadwick Boseman, um, his passing, which was a shock, and that happened on a Friday, randomly on a Friday night. Um, the news of his passing, and obviously for us who were not aware of what was going on in his life, because he, Marvel, everyone kind of kept that close to the vest. There were um, Chadwick Boseman appearances, and then like when you saw it, and you saw. He looked frail. People were making jokes about that. And then it, it made social media pause for, I would say, social media only takes, has self-awareness for like 12 hours. And then- Did you like give the, them all of that? Because I think it takes like a day and then people go to sleep and by the next day it's gone. But, but I think like during that time, you can't be as insensitive during that time. And then the next day comes and then you can go back to being insensitive. Like, we, like you mentioned the brunch thing. Like respectability politics can get pushed to the back burner 
for a while and then a new story will come up months later and all those respectability arguments get pushed up to the front once again come right back yeah um i still say that's one of the most amazing things that that was able to happen in 2020 and that was kept under wraps like that like that's that's amazing to me like we live in 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 era where people sell information at a premium to every sleazy outlet there is or not even selling the information you just want to be the person that puts stuff out like we see people in the bahamas people here do it all the time like they just want to share stuff to no end but they just want to share it like people so buy it cheap <laughs> why do you get them people business like that ain't none of y'all fucking business pay. but anyway <laughs> Like people do it for no reason. So the fact that this A-list movie star that was played in every biopic was able to go through this and really have it kept under wraps by his small circle, that's amazing. I didn't think that was possible in 2020 anymore because we know everything. We know too much about people. Yeah. And what he meant to pop culture what he meant to like a lot of little black children like it can't be understated what he meant to the culture what he meant to to marvel and to film like when you are on the ascent of being that guy and then your q rating is almost at 100 because everyone's story like there's no story that this guy has been a dick or this guy has shown his privilege he just kind of like moved in silence and did his work. And when he had to do press, he did it. And when he he didn't, and that comes from the self-awareness of knowing that he's sick and he doesn't know how much time he has left, but that's just a genuinely good dude. And then when you see something like that happen yeah. to someone who's genuinely a good dude, it like puts a, it makes you self-reflective. And that's what all celebrities, I think deaths and passing kind of tend to do. And I, I think the same with Kobe, like we could put uh, Chadwick on the list just to have the celebration of his life and what he meant. And it's yeah. going to be like when Andrew's here, of course, and we could add other people in on the podcast, it's going to be interesting to have like those kinds of conversations. There's you, there's usually a universal reaction. You can tell when someone is genuinely beloved across the board. And obviously this is not as serious in any way, shape or form, but it makes me think about like, most recently, like when Clay got hurt, the outpouring of emotion there was for that and how everyone had something to say about it because every this is something, someone that everyone's rooting for. Like nobody right. has, nobody in the league has a bad thing to say about Clay. So like when you see something like this happen to him again, two years in a row, like that makes everybody have like this negative reaction because you could tell that's somebody that's universally beloved. And it was like the same kind of thing with, like, again, I'm not comparing death to a torn Achilles, but it's the same kind of, the premise is the same for the reaction across the board yeah. that person is genuinely beloved by everyone who they encounter very true and i think like and I, I want to end the podcast on this one um and that's black lives matter and where would black lives matter fit into was it is it going to fit into covid the election cancellation sports social media because it touched all of those things. I was about to say. It I... really touched all of those things. And the protests that we saw this summer, um, it, I want to say, like you, like, you know, you don't want to be hyperbolic. And you want to say, like, it changed the world. And it changed the kind of conversations that you have. But one, I think it did. And two, it makes me worry about if it's going to endure 
or the same way we mentioned like the 12 hour cycle for social media, what does a, something that's like dominated the summer became something that put the Republicans back in contention for winning the election. How does, how does that look a year from now? What are the conversations like a year from now? Because this is an ongoing journey. And I think that it was an educational moment for a lot of people, but then it also made like a lot of assholes, a lot of, I would, I would I'm going to say like covert racist, more overt racist and mm-hmm. fuck them. But it, that's what happened. And I, I mm-hmm. think that <laughs> you still ain't listening to No Ceilings 3. For what? It's a lot of music out there. I'm not listening to any of that nigga shit. So I, but I, I think that Black Lives Matter, of course, is going to be in this bracket. I'm going to say it's going to be up there in, in the final four. And it's like, it's instructive about the human condition. I think everything about that, just even talking about that to the like vis- visceral natural reaction that a lot of Black people had to just say at some point, like, yo, you're going to fucking listen to us at this point and then the world listen and it's such it was such a i think like an embarrassment for america but then america didn't know that they should be embarrassed by it <laughs> hold on no 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 listen to what i'm saying okay what i'm saying like like when you see um countries in europe having large-scale protests about something that's happening into your country and because you don't watch your crown i don't know what's wrong with you like when apartheid was happening um in South, in south africa when all of those when all of the countries of the commonwealth were saying that we need to have sanctions against south africa because of this that is embarrassing for that country and i think like because everything about donald trump fuck we came back to this everything about donald trump is that he's someone who can't be embarrassed so the country did not know that they should be ashamed of what the rest of the world is saying about them because there have been moments where america as a country has been embarrassed it's just never been embarrassed about race because they don't care but this is it's the not, only point that's what where, i was going like, to say then this has been the only point where even and but this is this is what i'm saying like not um not anyone who is centrist or i think conservative was embarrassed but the liberals would be embarrassed by this and the liberals who are also guilty of their own um their own forms of racism were embarrassed by this because on the world stage, this is what it's saying about your country. Like when people say America has lost standing in the world because of the Trump presidency, this is now a part of it. They were, the liberals have been embarrassed since 2016, since he was in charge. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't think, uh, I don't think the fact that America has, this is a country that's one of its tenets, its foundation is overt racism. Like that, that is baked into the bread of what this country is. So that, I don't think okay, they run like away from you, that. Yeah, but when you say that to me, like that's kind of discounting what happened and what the summer was. Like no, I, no, I, no. I, I'm I'm just talking about I'm just talking about the you saying the power structure being in, embarrassed that this stuff is happening. I think I was gonna start with um saying why I think this sticks and why I think this is different. I think this sticks and this is different because of when I hear older people that went through the civil rights struggle talk about this and hearing them talk about the similarities and the they, they them basically seeing mirror images of that movement and this one. 
So to me, if the people that live through it could find the similarities and they and they see new leaders emerging from it, like a Tamika Mallory, who I think is going to be huge in, in the future. To me, I feel like she's the LeBron of this shit. I feel like we should give her the ball and let her go. But I, I take their word for it. And this just, this felt like nothing we had seen before because we, we saw when things like the Trayvon Martin decision happened and when Tamara Rice was murdered and when Freddie Gray was murdered, we saw the pop-up demonstrations, but nothing lasted for months like this. Like the fact right. that this and went were... through an entire summer, it was like 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 Freedom Summer in the 60s. Like everything right. I watch, but there's now, a parallel to what this I, too. What I'm saying is that if you have nationwide protests, right? And then yeah. that nationwide protest for Black Lives Matter became protests that occurred all over the world yeah, in yeah. other countries that are not involved in this, that don't mm-hmm. have citizens of those countries, that it became a bigger and a larger thing. And the country at the center of it is the United States of America. And it was the same, like when you would watch uh, the Americans, what um, the Russians and the communists would use to re- try to recruit black people is to say that, look at what your country is doing to you. Yeah, what and they think of you. What they think of you. And even in, because there were um, shades of this in the Watchmen, um, when they had uh, in, um, in World War II, the black soldier riding, um, not riding his horse, he was walking. And then German soldiers, um, the Germans were dropping leaflets from the, the propaganda. Saying, yeah, the German propaganda, which was, how are you going to be viewed in your country? You're separate, but equal all the time. So when I say like America has to hearken back to that, like, yes, of course, there be there will be conservatives who are going to bristle at that and say, like, why do you even believe that this is all leftist liberal propaganda? But I think that that is impactful and that does matter. And you can't just kind of like yada, yada that. Like, because otherwise, you know what else could have happened? All of those other countries could have just shrugged their shoulders the way people do with climate change and be like, yeah, that's fine. And if these people were so embarrassed, why does nigga still get 75 million votes? But okay. I, I, I think like you're like caught up on this embarrassing because why do you get 75 million votes? Because when someone is shamed or when like uh, say America is shamed or when you see someone get shamed online, what do they do? They like try to defend themselves or they try to fight because it's either something they don't believe in or because that embarrassment is saying to them that I just, I can't allow myself to say that I'm wrong. So you know what the conservative argument to America has uh, its roots and grounded in racism is America is not, does not have its roots grounded in racism. And these liberals think that America is a racist country. And that is fundamentally untrue and to prove to them that that is untrue we are going to then vote for the same person again because as donald trump always says black people have never been in a better position so like when when you would say that uh the country at all does not care that there are these other protests in the world i'm saying like you can make that exact argument for everything and not just race but when something like that, like think about things that would embarrass the Bahamas as a country that you believe some people don't care about. Like that does not mean that is does not exist or there isn't a vein of thought in the Babies? country about it. Yeah, like there's not a, a vein or a streak of fundamental thought or belief in that in the Which country. Like, 
yeah, but you now you mean to tell me like okay, I I don't know what you want me to say. This like you mean to tell me like no. people like Jonah are not embarrassed by what's happening in America are saying like, oh, of course God. they are. That's what I'm saying. Like there are people in the States. Those people, people always voted. exist. Right. But I'm saying, and they will be embarrassed by stuff that Trump did. Like there are 80 million people who voted for Joe Biden. Joe Biden said that he ran because of what Donald Trump was doing in Charlottesville. Like all of this stuff is interconnected. And you, I don't think you get to dismiss it to say you don't get to make all of those people which is a lot, 75 million people voted for Donald Trump. You don't get to make them the entire country. They are significant and they are part of the country. And even, I think that a lot of people who even think like them voted for Joe Biden just because they wanted him out. But that is not the entire country. You can't just generalize with a extreme broad brush like that. It's not the entire country, but if that, if the people with that thought process do control the executive branch of the government and they become the voice of the country, then don't you have what happened over the last four years? Yeah, but I, that's not saying that that is, that's wrong or that's incorrect. I'm saying that the country can still feel a ways about it and that he lost because of it. Like, I, I, I always like think about this when people say that, oh, the Democrats didn't win by enough, right? Yeah, but they won. And he and and, and this no, is I, I don't agree with that. I don't. No, no, no. This is what I mean, right? Because um, this is political science, West Wing kind of stuff. The Democrats won, and what did you expect to happen? Like, it's about winning in that. Like, you win that game. Like, politics is a game. You win. Then you win. You only can beat the team who's in front of you. So like the mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers right now are 11 and 0. They might be the worst 11 0 team that uh, the NFL has ever seen. But you can only defeat who comes in front of you and win that game. It doesn't matter how much you win by as long as you win. And the Republicans have always thought like that and now they're at the point where they are dominant in the Supreme Court and have the Senate and get to pass a bunch of legislations just because they've come to the mindset of all we have to do is win and nothing else is going to matter. And if the Democrats play like that, the world might be a better, a be, not, not markedly better, a slightly better place. And then all of those same activists and liberals on the other side now get to narrow their focus to something more. So now something like defund the police doesn't become a radical idea. It just becomes a normal way of thinking for the left instead of this is where the activist is because that activist energy gets to be transferred somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I get, I get what you're saying. I, I understand you do, you don't want the loudest people to be portrayed as the entire voice of what America is. We, we tend to, we tend to give all the attention to the LeVar balls, but not the attention to not the day what, for LeVar ball slander. <laughs> No, 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 not, not even, not slandering him, but like, okay, we don't talk about who else has a bunch of kids in the league, like the holidays, like we don't talk about, we don't talk about their parents, right? But who, who get, who gets the, the most attention, who gets seen as the voice is the loudest one in the room. And basically because 
I think a lot of the extreme conservative right tend to be the loudest people in the room and you hear their voice the loudest and the most. Like I've been saying it a long time ever since I've been following this, like watching the people on Fox News, I never really saw what the counterparts was on the other side. So I think, but I think that's true for a lot of people. So their voice has been the loudest one, especially over the last four years, their voice has been it. So people on the outside looking in and I consider myself one of them people because I'm not in America they seem like the voice of what America is. Like, that's just what it's what it seemed like. And I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. 80 million people voted for Jay, Jay, for Joe Biden. And that, that, those are, I tired, but those are the people that want change. Those are the people that want something different. Completely understand it. That 75 just so loud, bro. You know what? We're going to pick this up on the next podcast. I agree with what a lot you're saying, but I also think that we need to put a timer on our discussion because the next podcast okay, yeah, yeah, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. on the, on the, um, on who won 2020, that's probably going to be, I'll be honest with y'all, a two hour podcast. So each bracket should probably get like 30 minutes. We're going to narrow it down. So COVID election, um, social media, and was it cancellations? I said was the other one. And then we'll have an honorable mention, um, where we talk about Kobe and Kobe and Chadwick. Kobe and Chadwick. So thank you for listening. We are back, kinda, almost. Um, Zoom calls until further notice, man. I don't know what to tell you. We might do like one in-person pod next week. I'm gonna need y'all to wear y'all mask. That's all I'm saying. Okay, and sanitize. And sanitize. This has been I Need a Minute. Stay woke.